Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash school to learn more and get your website online today. Hey everyone, welcome to a, another edition of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to be talking about what goes into a great link. So Neil, why don't you kick things off? Yeah, so as we talked about in previous episodes, the more people linking to you, the better you're going to rank. And Google's even stated it. It's one of the most important factors when it comes to search rankings. But every link is not the same. As Eric mentioned in a previous example, if someone's voting for you, right, think of links like the presidential election. If President Obama says, hey, you should vote for this candidate. That has way more weight than if Neil Patel, me, says, hey, everyone, you should vote for this person. Why? Because President Obama is the president of the United States, or at least the current president of the United States. He is in a position of authority, right, especially when it comes to politics. So with links, the biggest thing that you have to look for is domain authority. And with domain authority at the scale from zero to 100, the higher it is, the more powerful and popular and uh, better the link is. And think of it like a Richter scale. The, it's really hard to get from between a 9 and 10 or even an 8 and 9. It's really easy to get four fives, right? That's for a Richter scale when it comes to earthquakes. Domain authority, just add a zero at the end. So it's really easy to get domain authorities of 40s, 50s, and sometimes even 60s. But once you get above 60, it's actually really rare. In addition to that, you also have to look at how relevant is the link. Similar to how I mentioned, if President Obama says, vote for this person for the next president, they're much more likely, or people are going to be much more likely to vote for that person than if I said, hey, everyone, you should go vote for this presidential candidate. Why? Because Obama is a politician. A politician telling you to vote for another politician is much more effective than me, Neil, a marketer, telling you to vote for a politician. In essence, that's relevancy. So if Eric here, he has a website, singlegrain.com, which is about marketing. If I link to singlegrain, that's more effective than if a random site that's not on marketing links to singlegrain. Right. And I think the other thing to, to pay attention to as well on the link building side is you can't, you can't go to other sites. I, I mean, you know, the, there's, there's a difference between do follow links and no follow links. So a do follow link is basically something that passes authority. Uh, it used to be called, you know, passing page rank, but page rank uh, has, you know, it's becoming, you know, they don't talk about it as much anymore. But you have do follow, which basically will pass 
quote unquote link juice, which will pass the authority over to your site, which will help it, you know, gain more, more, uh, more authority, more domain authority. And then you have the no follow links, which basically will not give you the, will not pass over the authority. So you do need to pay attention to, uh, which links are, you know, do follow and no follow. That's not to say you should only be focusing on, on one or the other. Um, but just keep in mind, there's a lot of sites out there that, um, you know, will not pass authority. And like Neil mentioned, I mean, you know, getting a link from the president of the United States matters a lot more than getting a link from like a forum, right? Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's one element to pay attention to, the do follow and no follow uh, element. And also when you, there's been a study done by uh, Moz, uh, formerly known as SEO Moz, and talking about the different, kind of the, the different effects of, of links. So, you know, there's the, the you know, when you have like a blog post inside of an article that's an in editorial link and then you have you know links in the the footer links in the header links in the sidebar you have to pay attention to um, or you, you should at least pay attention to you know the where you're acquiring the links from because you know a link from the footer might not necessarily be as powerful as a link inside of an article um, so that you know that was a good study done by by uh, Moz and we'll, we'll do a uh, we'll, we'll link to that one for sure but uh, Neil any other thoughts around what goes into a great link? Yeah, the other thing is, how easy is it for someone to build that link? What I mean by this is, Google's really smart. I remember on quicksprout.com, one of my websites, I used to have a forum. And on the forum, I didn't moderate it as often as I should because I had just time constraints. And Google one day sent me an email or Google Search Console, and they gave me a warning. And the warning said, hey, it looks like there's spammy content on your site, quicksprout.com slash forum. We think this is user-generated content. The beautiful part about that warning is it let me know that Google knows the difference between user-generated content and non-user-generated content. So anytime you're building links from sites like forms or blog comments, most blog comments are no-follow, but some are do-follow. If you're building links from things that you can manipulate really easily, those links won't have much weight. On the flip side, if you're getting a link from an editorial or a review or a PR placement or whatever it may be that's like newsworthy, that's much harder to get and it's really hard to manipulate. For that reason, those type of links are much more powerful. Love it. And I think you know around the around the, the, the link, I guess the link quality side of things, there isn't a lot to to talk about. I, I think the I think another element that that's important uh, is around the speed aspect. So, if you are starting out a brand new site and you're building too many links too quickly, it becomes a negative signal to Google. So that that's something you want to pay attention to. Um, so, I remember you know the past when when you know I've had a couple of sites and we decided, hey, we're gonna build you know we're gonna mix quality with uh, quantity at the same time. So we're gonna do. Uh, you know, we might do some lower quality links, but we're going to try to mix in some, some good ones too. But we did it too quickly at the same time for a new site. It is a negative signal and that's grounds for definitely getting your site torched or penalized. So that's something to pay attention to. Neil, do you have anything else to add around creating great links or what goes into a great one? Yeah. Also with speed, I've actually ran into similar issues. When you're creating a new website and you build too many links, you won't see any rankings. But if you're building too fast and you continue with that velocity over the next five, six, seven, eight, nine months, even a year, what you'll notice is all of a sudden you'll go from zero to hero in which you're not going to be ranking. And then like three to six months later, boom, you just pop up and you're ranking extremely high, right? So if you start building really fast, continue building really fast. 
if you start building slow, that's fine. Go for the higher domain authority and start building over time, right? The, a few other things to keep in mind when you're building links. One is context. So most people are trying to figure out, hey, what's the best type of link to build? And there's a few things that I like doing. One of them is called link blending, in which if I'm uh, if someone's writing an article and I convince them saying, hey, you know what, we got this great press piece, whatever it may be, or we're doing something amazing, you should cover it. I also try to mention a few other players in the space who also rank really high for the keywords that I'm trying to go after. And I mention them, so hopefully they link out to them. Because the way Google will see it is they'll be like, oh, all right, Neil wants to rank for the keyword online marketing. Oh, look, Wikipedia also ranks for that keyword. If the website links to me, they link to Wikipedia and a few other web pages that also rank in the top 100 for that keyword, then you're in similar neighborhoods in which Google will be like, oh, this article on neilpatel.com is very relevant to the Wikipedia article that's also ranking for online marketing. And it's also really relevant to the search engine land article. And ideally, I try to pick links that aren't ranking higher than me because I don't want to boost them you know, higher and higher and make it hard for me to outrank them. But that really helps with my rankings. The other thing that I like doing, I had a buddy, Todd, uh, Todd, I won't say his last name, years and years ago. And this tactic still works today. He was in the Forex space. And he started ranking on the second page for the keyword Forex with less than 10 links. You know what the trick was? He Googled the keyword Forex and other Forex-related keywords, right? So Forex trading, that would be another keyword. And he would hit up all the web pages, not sites, web pages, the specific URLs that already ranked in the top 100 for that keyword that he was trying to rank for. And he got links from those sites. He convinced them, right? Whether he was buying it, I'm not recommending that you buy the links, or whether he was creating an exceptionally awesome guide on Forex and then convincing people to link to it, whatever it may be. But if other web pages that rank for that keyword that are in the top 100 for the same keyword that you're trying to rank for link to you, your rankings will skyrocket and they will extremely fast. True story, seen it happen a ton. And to close things out, I'm going to give you another thing that you can do. This is actually a, a black hat tactic, but you can execute it in a white hat way. Uh, this is basically called the link wheel. So back in the day, basically you would have a, let's say you have a blog post, right? And you would create web 2.0 properties. So they call them web 2.0 properties. It could be like Squidoo or other, you know, related, you know, social bookmarking sites, things like that. And you would have them all cross linked to each other and also link to the, the main thing that you're trying to promote. So it could be your blog post or it could be your, your website. And then you'd have other tiers of links also linking to those, um, those, those pages as well. Now, the idea behind that was that they're all going to help boost each other up, which is kind of what Neil was alluding to a, a second ago. But um, basically, you know, you create all these and all these properties and, you know, you'll, you'll see a lift across the board because Google's like, wow, if they're all cross linking to each other, then, you know, we might as well push them all up. Now, the thing is, you know, it's, it's easy for Google to crack down on, on these, um, these, these social bookmarking sites or Web 2.0 sites and just, you know, discount them. But let's just say you took this tactic and applied it in a more uh, white hat way. Well, let's, let's take a look at, you know, sites like Help Scout. So if you Google customer acquisition or even if you Google, uh, if you Google what is conversion rate optimization. So Help Scout pops up and then you have Qualaroo pop up as well. 
Well, then, you know, you're going to see that they have these types of pages where they have one main page and they're cross-linking to these other chapters. And those chapters are also linking to the main page as well. And guess what? Those other chapters in there are also getting links from other areas. So that is, in effect, kind of like a, a, a link wheel. So, you know, take a look. You, you can look at the Black Hat forums, look at what they're doing, but try to apply them in a White Hat way. And, you know, you might see great success because we certainly see that work work out pretty well. So with that being said, you know, we can talk about this all day, but we want to leave that for another episode. So check out tomorrow's edition of Marketing School and we'll see you then. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow, right here on Marketing School.